0: live from the ESPN 690 Adiger and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: We don't, we don't need to be getting down 13 in the first place. Um, I think if we jump out and play every quarter like we played that fourth, we're, we're going to be a really, really good football team. You know, anytime we get in those situations, we don't want to hit panic mode. We don't want start pointing fingers. Uh, we're just going to try to step up, do our job, and, uh, you know, support the team as best we can. And uh, I feel like we did a lot of that on both sides of the ball today. And, um, you know, it should only get better.
0: That is Gardner Minshew. And uh, I tell you what, the moxie of Gardner, but also the resilience of this football team, which Doug Marone promised that this team had. And he's been right. I mean, down 13 early on the road to a team that went to AFC Championship game last year. And... They punch back, punch back, and almost stole one mm-hmm. on the road. What a win it would have been! Instead, it's one and one. Jaguars now get the Dolphins here at home Thursday night. I said that kind of funny. The Dolphins, Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins. <laughs> that's not like a Rhode Island accent or well, anything. What you, was did. that? It was just, just Dolphins. That was Dolphins. 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 I probably did. Dolphins. Dolphins. Is that, <laughs> is that more? That's like that's like that's Boston. Bo- dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so the. Um, Jaguars have 0 and 2, 0 and 2, 0 and 2, and 0 and 2 the next four weeks. R- really a murderer's row if 0 and 2s, huh? It's time to pick up some steam, you know, yeah. and get ahead. Like you know how they say, get ahead of the sticks. I feel like you get ahead of the schedule here a little bit if you can. Like this game's big on Thursday night. Yeah. Stay ahead of the schedule. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. Be two and one. You know what? I don't know. Cincinnati's better than 0 and 2. I think, and oh, they show I mean, some they've signs. Had two
2: close games. They yeah. have,
0: and so you could easily go up there and look. Again, this is nothing's easy. Yeah. I. That's not like a coach in at the NFL, but listen, we get it. It's a. And margin, and i we've done this for too long to say, oh yeah, that's a guaranteed win.
2: No, sure. it doesn't well, happen. And obviously Houston right now is playing a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, J.J. Watt almost crying after the game like he's going to come out motivated, so you have to be ready for him as well. Hey, well, Here's the deal, though. What have we learned in two games?
0: And we're going to get into this a in little bit in the NFL. Oh, uh, yeah. Not yet.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, you called back. Uh, you know where I'm yeah. going with it? You know where I'm going with it? It's where I always go, yeah. Brett, and I can't wait to break it down. Listen, we had an hour up the show. <laughs> I know. Plenty of time to get here.
0: Yeah, so I'll just wait patiently. Those college guys are pretty good against bad teams. <laughs> uh, <the>, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you're saying. No. Um, but what did we learn about James Robinson? Like, is he the, is he the real deal or is this a flash? He, that's what you wonder. Because it's two games. It's such a small sample. Yeah. But my goodness, man, does he look like the real deal? I mean, he goes over 100 yards. He got better as the game went along, had a couple of big-time runs. But even his short runs are good. Like It's like they're good enough. And then he breaks them. I mean, that's the nature of it. And he's not getting fed a ton. I think he had 16 carries, maybe 17 carries, and that was it. I I really like this guy. It, it looks like he's a good find. Uh, somebody in there said I asked the same question. Somebody today said no, he's a real deal.
2: Brent, bigger man crush James Robinson or, or Jay Gruden? Gruden right now? Really? Yeah. Sh- see, you, you know you're about the Flash. Come on, man. Person, go for the personality. Go for something that means something. Go for the substance. You're all about the, let me see the shiny new toys, things like that. Well, Whatever.
0: I, I did. Gruden's doing something where he's getting everybody involved. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean. And here you have Robinson. James Robinson, just Mr. Dependable. He is. Yeah, so far. All right. But is he the real deal? Like, is he going to be, he's got what, a hundred and, um. 165 yards or something the first two weeks, which, by the way, is more than Leonard Fournette had in his first two games. Fred Taylor had in his first two games. Uh-oh. Maurice Jones-Drew had in his first I two like games. I like that. But are we going to look up at the end of this year and he's going to be a 1,000-yard
2: rusher for the Jags?
0: Man,
2: you know, at this rate, how could you not think that, right? And listen, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I did my due diligence, my research, and everything that I heard was, this guy is this guy's hard to bring down. He's got great vision. What I didn't anticipate was the game-breaking speed. Right, like off that, like that 17 yard touchdown. I mean, he showed some speed there. Now, I know he ran, what, a 4.68 at the combine? 4.64, I think it was. That's the fastest 4.64 I ever saw. Right, because nobody was even close to getting. But him. I think the four six four showed up in that other long
0: run. It was like a 35, 40 yard run, and he wasn't able to he's pull true. away. True. I'm, I'm talking
2: about the one that he did, the I long run. Saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked good, and I guess he's got you, a good burst. If you have vision and you got that burst, you, you're good to go. It, it begs the question of why this guy wasn't drafted in the first place, right? Like maybe you want to say, well, uh, maybe it was because of the the forty. But I can point to who's the guy from um FAU was it or FIU? I went to Buffalo. Singletary. Yes. Yeah. did he have like really bad forty time, and they drafted him pretty high? You're right. Yeah. Exactly. There have been guys
0: with not great speed times, but still look fast on tape and play fast.
2: So at the end of the day, um, I think the Jaguars might have a gem here with James Robinson. Why he was undrafted, I have no idea. I'm not even going to question it. Um, you know, did Dave Cowell outsmart the entire you know NFL? I'm not sure about that because I'm from the philosophy where if he was really that good, somebody probably would have drafted him. So obviously, it was on people's radars. But I just appreciate him, man, because he's putting on for the the FCS schools, right? He's putting on for the smaller schools, obviously, and so far he's showing, a la Austin Eckler, that doesn't matter where you come from, it matters where you're going. And James Robinson, my friend right now, is going places.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, Vizca Chenault getting some carries as well. Chris Thompson, I mean, everybody's doing something in that backfield. And so they're not running it 30 times. I don't think that's what this team is going to be. Mm -hmm. But... They're doing a nice job of complimenting a passing game that's either throwing it deep on occasion, getting it out of the hands quick, hitting a lot of different receivers. You don't know who to defend right now. And and that I, I try to be not overdramatic on that front. I mean, most teams would still rather have Julio Jones or a Michael Thomas guy. But yeah, when you don't know yeah. who to defend and you can distribute, I mean, everybody's getting involved. I mean, Keelan Cole leads the team so far uh, in receptions. You know, Chris Conley had four more catches, a beautiful catch on one of the plays. Yeah. I mean, they're all making an Whoa. impact. That's hard to do. The, the, there's only so many snaps, but that was a difference, right? I think they had over 70 snaps in this game. Remember, last game they only had 47. You can get more people involved.
2: How crazy is it right now, Brent, that we're sitting here week two, and and we're bragging about this Jaguars offense. It's making offense fun again. We love it, absolutely. I get that. But how crazy is it right now that we're sitting here on a Monday, and we're not bringing up D.D. Westbrook? He, 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 he is the, the, the big afterthought. Of this Jaguars roster right now. I wanted to be – I don't
0: want to be disrespectful, but I, at the same time, I'm like – I think I wrote in our rundown today, like, I don't miss D.D. D. Westbrook. Like, I'm not like, where's D.D.? They need another weapon, you know, in that sense. It's not yeah. personal to him. It's just, oh, it's, I, I just think they have so many guys catching the football and involved. that it's like, okay, well, you're not like, where's that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they only had that guy. You're really not. I mean, I think Tyler Eifert has really played well the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Really do. And O'Shaughnessy's getting
2: involved, too. Uh they, we haven't really seen Chris Thompson I mean, in the in the receiving game as well. We saw well, call, so little little bit, yeah was a little, but yeah, a little, a little, a little bit. Bit. major. So they're, uh, there's a lot to like about
0: their offense. And I'll say this. Guys get banged up. We know. Look what just happened in the NFL yesterday. So for D.D. Westbrook to potentially come in, and if a guy does get banged up, boy, that's a nice replacement. Yeah. Because I think there's confidence in D.D. Westbrook. I think right now just these other guys outplayed him in August, and right now are playing really good football. Yeah. I mean, is anybody on offense not playing good football?
2: No one's coming to mind right now. Nothing I can think of. I mean, yeah. let's, again, knock on wood here, yeah. but I
0: I can't tell you about drops. Like Bruce Arians in Tampa, they said he dropped seven passes yesterday. Oh yeah, they said Brady should have had four hundred something yards. Yeah. Uh, guys are hitting holes. They're running. They're picking up yards. They converted what ten out of thirteen or something or fourteen on third downs. They converted the, a fourth down play as well. I mean. There's really nothing to complain about on offense except for two turnovers that happened in a bad sack by Minshew. That's what you got. Sure. I don't even see, again, knock on wood, holding penalties by the offensive line, uh, false start penalties. I <laughs> They're going to have some of those things, but they've played pretty darn good on offense. I'm talking about crisp on offense. They've played pretty crisp these two games.
2: And you said it too, right? What was a big problem last year for this team on offense? It was the penalties, right? It was the holding. It was the legal hands to the face. It was the absolute drive killers. Now you had one of those against Indianapolis. I think it was Brandon Linder, right? It was like legal hands to the face or whatever like that. Put him back 15 yards. But besides that, I'm not seeing false starts, right? I'm not seeing holds. And now maybe it's a little easier because obviously there's, there's no crowd. So the false starts probably shouldn't happen. The, the communication should be at an all time high. But regardless of that, it, it appears that Doug Marone has cleaned up those penalties. And guess what? When you clean them up, you got a better shot to win. And we saw that obviously this past Sunday against the Titans. Uh,
0: here's the uh, next part of this. Okay. Do we know here on September 21st? Two games into the 2020 season, and after 14 starts in the NFL, that Gardner Minshew is the guy in Jacksonville.
2: It's a great question. And when you say he's the guy in Jacksonville, you're talking about for the extended period of time, for well, the next five. Yeah, times yeah, so I know he's the guy this year. Yeah, obviously. So
0: I know he's the guy this year, and he's shown that. Yep. But as he already showcased, he can be the guy.
2: I think so. You know, now, listen, I don't want to do the whole Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing. Well, is Gardner Minshew so good because of Dragoon? doesn't really matter, okay? Because at the end of the day, Gardner Minshew's making those throws. He's making those reads, and he's staying calm, collected, and poised in that pocket. And most importantly, and you saw it on the field uh, yesterday, Brent, those guys rally right behind him. Those guys want to play for him. Those guys want to celebrate with him, and those guys, most importantly, they want to win with him. So when you have that combination, man... That has the combination to be a starting quarterback in a franchise for a long time. So to answer your question right now, after two weeks, is it a little aggressive of me? Is it a little uh, sunshine and rainbows? Maybe. But I'm just saying after two weeks right now, I'm sitting here on a Monday asking Trevor Lawrence who. He's got great hair. Congratulations. That's about it. I don't care.
0: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, you gotta remind yourself, he went toe to toe with the Tennessee Titans and a guy that just got a $118 million contract and a team that went to the AFC Championship last year. He went toe to toe last week and outperformed Phillip Rivers, who some believe might go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And now if you want to date back and to a, to a game where they really put a lot of stock in with Minshew, the last game of last year, And now you look at this offense with Leonard Fournette out of the way, quite frankly, and with them putting the ball in Minshew's hands like they did in the final game of last season. Well, he scored 38 points in that game, the offense did. They scored 27 last week and 30 this week. Those three games are a Minshew-led offense. They were built for him. They were designed to
2: put the ball in his hands. And he scored 38, 27, and 30. And let's keep in mind what we're talking about right now. We're talking about a brand-new offense in the middle of a pandemic where you haven't had OTAs, where you haven't had minicamps, you have essentially three weeks to prepare, right? And this offense is doing this right now? Imagine this offense with a full training camp, a full OTA, and a full just, you know, minicamp. Imagine what this offense could be. So it says a lot about what Minshew can bring to the table, obviously. It says a lot about how he can adapt and pick up things at an incredibly fast rate and most importantly, it shows that his leadership in terms of – even when he wasn't here in Jacksonville, he was still getting that work in some place else.
0: You always bring this up, right, when we talk about Minshew, and you have – and you, you stated it, I think, for, before anybody else in town, and, and we kind of ran with it. Now everybody's jumped on board with it last year when Minshew was playing. it's like if he was a first- or second-round draft pick – Well, people would be like, man, it's good stuff. They'd be like Kyler Murray, right? They'd be Daniel Jones. Nobody's questioning should they go after Trevor Lawrence or anything like that up in New York. Daniel Jones showed us good things. We like him. Mm -hmm. Heck, even in Washington, although that's maybe a little iffier, uh, they're riding with Haskins right now. And I think the first couple of weeks are okay with Haskins. So uh, you said that. And I think that's correct. I think that people would be like, well, that was a good investment. Look what he's doing. Yeah, he made some mistakes. And yeah, a little inconsistent at times. But he's a young guy. He's he's going to keep going. The one thought I have with this, if when you're a six-round pick, you might have to do something crazy good to lock up your spot. mm. You know, I am yeah. just saying, no, no, no. I, I hear you. I'm not saying I hear you. it's right. Yeah, I hear you. I'm just saying you might have to, like if you go back to Brady way back in the day. Yeah. Like the re they went to the Super Bowl in his second year. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what and then they were like, Oh, okay, we can get rid of Blitzo and all this stuff. Sure, sure. Um, so like you almost it's all so unfair to the guy, but he's played so well, and I feel like kinda like you're feeling like, man, you don't do this stuff by accident. They've had thirty eight points on offense, yeah. twenty seven points and thirty points in his last three games where the ball has been in his hands. Gardner Mitchell looks like the man. I mean, he looks like the guy and he's been consistent the last three times he started the football.
2: Listen, game. I've been very adamant about this, right? I've stopped bringing up the fact that Gardner Minshew was a six-round pick. You know why? Because he's in his second year now. So I don't care. At the end of the day, you're starting the NFL. I don't care if you're an undrafted guy, a first-round guy. You're the starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Now I use that excuse of a six-round pick his first year because that was the ticket that got him to the dance. Right where it's like this guy's earned an opportunity because he's a six-round pick. Look at what he's doing. Let's see what he has. So that six-round pick, you know, designation earned him a ticket to the dance. His play right now these first two games and how he's commanding this offense, it's put him in VIP. Right now he's popping bottles in the VIP section because of his skill set. So I'm not putting the sixth round tag on him anymore. I'm not talking about Dwayne Haskins being a first-round pick, Kyler Murray being a first-round pick. At the end of the day, they're all in their second year right now. They're all on the same ground, and for the most part, Gardner Minshew right now is ahead of all those guys. Set aside from Kyler Murray, maybe. All right, let's go to the
0: other side of the ball or maybe see what one of
2: his teammates says about him. Brent no former Jags
0: player, current MMA fighter, Austin Lane here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. and glad to have Jaguars' second-year pass-rushing stud, Josh Allen, on with us here on ESPN 690. Josh, thanks for taking a few minutes, man. Uh, Thank you all for having me on, man. Hey, uh, continue this conversation with us for a moment. We're talking about Gardner. Uh, You said it in your news conference last week. I think uh, when we had you on Jaguars All-Access, you said it. There's so much belief in this guy right now in the locker room. At least that's the sense we get. Is that true?
1: Yeah, oh, yes, sir, man. We put we we held uh, Gardner to a high standard and high expectations to lead this team, and he's doing a heck of a job. We support him no matter what which way he goes. He could have had the worst game in the world, but we know he's going to bounce back and work extremely hard in practice to, to not to, to not let that happen again. So uh, we have Gardner's back, and he knows he he knows and he knows that, and uh, he just goes out there and balls, man. And I'm and I'm
0: happy to see that. Josh Allen with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six nine. I want to ask you about one other offensive guy real quick. How fun on the sideline if you get a chance! I know you're looking at stuff and working toward the next possession. But have you peeked up on the video board or out on that field and watched Lavisca Chenault play a little bit? Number ten, he's pretty fun to watch.
1: I'm I'm glued into him. Uh, he's been he's been having a heck of a good two days, uh, two two week uh, game. So he's been doing it all, running up running out the backfield, running people over, catching touchdowns. Man, he's he's Mr. Do It All, man and I'm glad he's on my team, and he's doing a heck of a job. hope he continues. And, uh, man, we have a heck of a rookie class, and I'm glad to see them have a lot of success early. Hopefully they can continue to stay hot.
2: Josh, I've always abided by the philosophy that you either win or you learn. What did you guys learn, and what did did this team learn from that nail-biter in Nashville?
1: Uh, That we're a damn good team. Uh, Man, we were never going to give up. Uh, We fight to the last second, and uh, that's something that we proved down 14. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, or going uh, well, no, uh, going into half. I'm going to the second half, and then offense scored that first possession. Uh, that this team always going to fight. Uh, we fight for each other. Uh, we protect each other, and we just want to win. And uh, they talking about tanking this, tanking that. Man, we trying to win as many games as we can so we can get to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. And that's our mindset.
0: Josh Allen with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Talented pass rusher for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, got off to a fast start in his career with 10.5 sacks a year ago, made it to the Pro Bowl. Uh, from a statistical standpoint, uh, not a fast start so far. Are you frustrated at all with no sacks in two games?
1: Uh, obviously, I am. I mean, yes, I am. I'm not, you know, I am frustrated, but uh, and I just got to keep keep going. I can't let that really affect me. Is a 16 game season. Uh can't just justify one of the first two games. So uh, I, I know what I do uh, is to help my team is to, you know, make as many plays as I can. And that's all I'm really focused on. They haven't been coming to me uh, lately, but man, I'm going to keep going hard as I can every play and never, you know, I'm not going to chase anything. I'm just going to play my game and not, not get out of the gap, mess somebody else up. So I'm just going to continue to do what I do. And they're going to come eventually, uh, maybe this week, maybe next week, but who knows, uh, I'm just trying to win each game, win each rep, and win each play. So that's just how my mindset is.
2: Josh, speaking of the last game, you know against the Titans, sir, I thought you had a couple of really nice rushes, right? And you were literally a fraction away from getting home. Um, I guess just. Take us through that process when you beat the guy off the line. You know, and obviously I play this position too, so I know about it. But take us through the process when you beat the guy off the line right away. Right And that internal clock inside you says, I just beat the tackle. I'm going to get home. And all of a sudden the quarterback gets that ball out a fraction of a second before you can get there. You had a really nice rush. How frustrating is that when you come so close, you have a great rush, and unfortunately he just gets the ball out?
1: I mean, that's not the frustrating part. That's actually a good point. Uh, The frustrating part is when they – Throw and he score. They either score a touchdown or, get, or have a or have a complete pass. That's the worst part. When you know you got a good hit on me, and then you look up and you see everybody running down the field, that's the bad feeling. <laughs> uh, but if I'm hitting him and he's throwing the ball off, I mean, and they have an incomplete passes and we're running up the field, I mean, that's a plus in my book. Uh, but I just know I got to get there a little bit quicker, man, and, and get a little strip sacks to help my team put all things in a better situation. Uh, so. I know Barner and the boys are going to go down the field to score. As you can tell, they did last week. So, I just, you know, it is frustrating, though, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man.
0: <laughs> hey, Austin played. He
2: played in the NFL for five years, played your position. He knows all about it. Uh, well, uh, I kind of about the run more than getting after the quarterback. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I've been there.
0: <laughs> Josh Allen with us, Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Hey, what did the film look like on the trip home last night Uh or today, and obviously you guys have some fixes to make on the defensive side.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean it was we we really beat ourselves. Outside of anything else, we really beat ourselves with the penalties. But that's something we can always work on. Uh, it's something that we have to work on. Defeating yourself that's that's, uh, that's rule number one of not winning the game. Uh, if you beat yourselves and not winning the turnover battle. Uh, they had two turnovers, uh, so you know. Statistically, they had a better chance of winning that game than we did, so we had to do a better job of just getting turnovers and getting the ball back to our offense. You guys and, are
0: young. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm listening. Uh, you guys are young. I mean, are you making young guy mistakes at times? Uh, is that a, is? I know that's not going to be an ex- acceptable excuse, but uh, it's early in the season. You didn't have a camp. You didn't have. Are some of those things showing up a little bit at times?
1: Uh, I mean. You know, just just football mistakes. Uh, I feel like a lot of the calls were, you know, unnecessary, and a lot of, you know, it, it was a lot of bad calls. I believe, uh, especially the one with Miles in that last drive, mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of crappy call. Um, but you know, we just got to keep fighting for each other, and uh, just stuff like that's gonna happen throughout the game. But yeah, us being young, man, we still hold ourselves to a higher standard than anybody else on that field, and uh, and that's how we're always gonna play. So. You know, yeah, we got a lot of rookies out there, but, you know, their mindsets and our mindsets is not to be rookies and not make mistakes, you know, or not think about, oh, we're young, so we can do this, we can get away with this. Nah, uh, we hold ourselves to a high standard. Uh, We stopped the run, now we just got to get up the passer, and that's something that we all had to do better at.
2: Josh, you mentioned stopping the run a little bit. Obviously, with Derrick Henry, you guys did a fantastic job of doing that. Anytime you hold them underneath 100 yards, um, I think that's a, you know that's a check mark in my book. So now you have Miami coming in on short notice, right on a Thursday night, and they seem to be a little more of a dual threat with the pass. They can run the ball as well, but does the scheme and does I guess the philosophy of the defensive line now go from you know stopping Marlon Mack, stopping Jonathan Taylor, stopping Derrick Henry? Does that change now to trying to stop Fitz Magic, I guess, and that high-powered? Dolphins receiving core?
1: Uh, no, it does not. Uh, rule number one
2: for our defense is
1: to stop the run. Like I said uh, earlier, uh, previous in the week, uh, we finished 31st in the league in the run defense, so that's something that we we're never going to hold our head high on. So uh, we're doing a better job in stopping the run, and that's going to be every game. Our mindset is to stop the game, stop the run every game so we can be able to rush the passer. So we stop the run early, uh, get a lead on these boys, and so we can be able to rush the passer. I feel like we're going to have a successful day. And we're to come out
0: with a win. Josh Allen with us, Jags pass rusher here on Action Sports, Jags on ESPN 690. Josh, you're going to get tired of me this year, man. Jaguars all access, sometimes <laughs> jump on the radio this fall. I'm sorry, in advance. I'll try to be nice to you. Uh, you've got a lot going on uh, and obviously trying to help the fans out, too, in conjunction with Pepsi. They've got a home field advantage sweepstakes that you guys are doing. Uh, a lot of folks uh, trying to watch from home and also still have a good time, and Pepsi's hitting the road, surprising fans with epic kits, giving them everything they need to take at their home, home game day experience uh, from their their own homes tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with pepsi uh
1: so just just being a partner with pepsi and just you know just trying to get this so the whole world that jags that we have the best fans in the uh in the whole nfl and uh just be able to partner uh with pepsi for the home field advantage sweepstakes and help get jaguars fans and we got to help jaguars fans get involved more uh and so i mean yeah Hey, here's the deal. You got a
0: hashtag gear up for game day and you can tweet at Pepsi. So hashtag gear up for game day. Tweet at Pepsi. That's what uh, the home field advantage uh, sweepstakes is all about. You can also get more information at Pepsi game day dot com. Uh, one thing before we let you go. And apparently you and Austin here have a connection uh, from uh, an old
2: coach, right? Isn't that the case? Yeah, correct. We, we talked about this before a little bit. Yeah, so uh, your offensive linebackers coach, Josh, back in Kentucky. We talked about it before. Yeah, so we actually uh, he was my safeties coach back in the day.
1: I know. Uh, I remember you was telling me about that. Oh, John, oh, yeah. uh, go ahead. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I was just talking.
2: Coach White, you're not talking about Coach White.
1: Of course.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Coach yeah. White? Yes. Wait, coach White was a DB coach? No, so he, he was a safeties coach back at Murray State. Yeah, the, the guy can do it all. Man, you know what? I love Coach White. I love that man.
1: Uh and I and it doesn't does not put it past me that he did that. Uh Mr Do It All. Yeah. And that is crazy. I'm trying to I, I wish he could come down to one of the games, but you know, their season about to get going and I wish him nothing but the best. And you know, Kentucky boys, you know they're gonna have to go crazy anyway. So sh the world back to work too, you
2: know. All right, Josh, man, I got one more question for you, real quick, and I want to get your thoughts about this because I, I feel a certain way. I want to get your opinion about it. So, you call yourself J Money. Is this a self-appointed <laughs> nickname? Because let's be honest, man, self-appointed nicknames don't exist. Like it has to come from somewhere. So, did this come from you, or has somebody actually called you J Money before?
1: Man, that, man, they, I, that was used to be my nickname <laughs> uh, back, 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 back in uh, when I was in Jersey. My uncle, my uncles started calling me that. And then people started calling me that. So, like, you know, it was a thing. You know, it was just a bad camera, you know, soundbite that we got. No, credit, we always, we have the best soundbites in the world. I'm saying, the timing, you know what I'm saying, it could have been better. You know, but then, you know, we had a lot of, we got a lot of haters on the team. You know what I mean? They don't want me to DJ money. You know, they said I got to earn it, which I respect it. But no, man, it it is what it is. I ain't really – I'm not really upset about that, but I like it, though. I think it's pretty cool.
2: All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say. If they want you to call you Jay Money, you better bring some receipts. You better bring some relatives that called you back in the day. Get them on Zoom or something like that. Record it so we have proof. But until that time, I'm going to keep calling you the sheriff of New Sac City. Your thoughts about that?
0: I got you. All right. Cool. Cool. (laughs) We'll get you a badge. Uh, That is Josh Allen. Thanks for jumping in, man. We appreciate it. I know it's a short week. Good luck against the Dolphins. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Talk to you later. All right. Uh, Josh Allen, Jaguars, talented pass rusher and captain in his second year. He's being asked to do a lot. I like what he said there, you know. You could force things, right? You could yeah. be frustrated. He kind of has the mentality, let it come to you. Don't yeah. try to do too much. It, that's what went awry at times on this defense last couple of years. Guy, guys trying to get theirs a little bit, yep. and you get out of your gap or you get out of your assignment, yeah. and then,
2: boom, all of a sudden – things go wrong exactly when you try to overcompensate that's when the mistakes start happening i love his mindset right here we're two games in. he doesn't have a sack yet those sacks will come and guess what they come in bunches right all of a sudden it starts with one now you're talking two three four so i love the mindset you know just be patient you're too good you're too talented you're too fast you're too strong they're going to come eventually.
0: Yeah, and by the way, you
2: said, you saw in the then game, he had some really nice oh, pass Oh, he had some moves. great opportunities, man. Yeah, yeah just, you know, obviously the ball came out a little quicker um, than the Jaguars anticipated, and it is what it is. It's part of football. Yeah, he's going to be a good player for a long, long time. We're going
0: to have him on here on Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 uh, quite a bit throughout the fall, so make sure you tune in. Most likely more on Tuesdays than Mondays, but it's a short week uh, here this week. Jags get ready for the Dolphins. Coming up tonight for Jags Talk on TV on Fox 30, it's Jags Report Live. We've got shows like... I don't know, every day, sometimes two or three a day. Uh, Jags Report Live, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. We'll be back with another segment of ESPN 690. And we'll hand off the live local loud after that. But we're talking the rest of the NFL. Who's for real? Who's
2: not? It's next on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. you got doves <laughs> flying and mother birds all week. I'm, I mean. ju- <laughs> I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think that definitely in the zone. Locked Brent in,
2: Martin.
1: focused, dialed in. My teammates are too. It's it's a great group of men, like I said. Um, you know, I'm I, 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 I've been ready to play, uh, you know, since the last time we didn't, you know, we had our last game in Green Bay. You know, i just been, every day, it's you know, my mindset, you know, just my performance team, and everything else, just everything that we put into it is just getting ready, you know, and trying to be great. You know, and I think that, um, you know, I have an obsession with, with, with this thought process of, of always trying to find more. You know, there's always, beyond this constant quest for knowledge, beyond this understanding that, you know, that I, I want to c- continue to push myself.
0: He is so good, Russell Wilson. The game's so slow for the guy, you know? And uh, fun to watch. Throws was a great deep ball. A little undersized. Yep. Bigger hands.
2: Very mobile. Sounds like a guy I know around here. Has a lot of qualities, doesn't he? He actually a lot does. Of characteristics. Hell, yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Good leader. Yeah, heck yeah. I, was, I don't know if I can say that or not. Whatever yeah, you did, just did. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you hit the button or not? I mean, nobody yeah, would good. notice until right. you brought it up for the last thirty seconds. Well, now. sorry, man. I, I get passionate about Gardner Minshew. It should be, uh, I should be celebrated for that, more right. as opposed to oh, don't say
0: that. We we're just talking, by the way. We do Minshew Mondays if the Jags win. Didn't yeah. have one today, so I mean, no cool getups today. Nah. Come by is uh, too. Uh, coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Priority I mail. Minshew song. And so, but we're thinking like, well, if we have, it's got to be Minshew Monday. So even if they win Thursday night, it's not going to be Friday. Nope. We will have to have it on Monday. Correct. So we stick with the brand, people. I like it, man. Hey, it was good to have Josh Allen on. We appreciate him taking some time. We're going to do that uh, quite a bit, quite frequently in the fall. So uh, it'll be great to have uh, one of the bright young stars on this football team. Look for him to pile up some sacks and big plays sooner than later. Hey, uh, one of the big storylines, I mean the storyline, the NFL. Let's hear it. Injuries. No. No. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I going in different directions. I want to ask you this. <laughs> Are the injury? I mean, look at San Francisco. <laughs> The San Francisco, by the way, they to remind you a little bit, potentially, of the 18 Jaguars, you know, come off the big season, and yeah. then they got just crushed with injuries the Jags did in 2018. You know, people don't remember that. People are like, well, Blake Bortles, was and they stonked and all that, was, but they yeah, got decimated. decimated by it. I mean, they really got unlucky yep. with injuries, mm-hmm. and they weren't good enough to overcome it, partly because of the quarterback situation and other things, but, yeah. I mean, they had law. they already were without Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, Richard Sherman. They lost Raheem Mostert, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa. Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. I mean, you could make – those are seven, like, potential Pro Bowl guys they lost. And then Saquon Barkley goes out. Drew Locke goes out. Uh, who else is it? Cortland Sutton is out. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's out for four to six weeks, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, who else did they lose? Well, uh, Jones- Cam Akers went down. Julio Jones might have a hamstring issue he's dealing with. Tyrod Taylor went to the hospital before the game. Yeah. I mean, weird with chest pains. The, I'm sure I'm missing some, right? I'm missing oh, a you, lot. Uh, a there are a ton of, them, of injuries. Did, so, did you say Cortland Sutton's out for the season? Yeah, I, I did. Said, okay. uh, and here's the list. Barnwell actually ranks them. Uh, Bosa and Barkley. Uh, McCaffrey, we said, uh, Drew Locke, we said, Cortland Sutton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams went down, didn't realize that. Tavon Young went down, uh, for Baltimore. Malik Hooker out for the year with an Achilles. right. Uh, Brendan Scherf, although they said that he is expected not to miss much time. Byron Jones might not play this week for the Dolphins. We'll see. Big free agent signing. Uh, Mostert goes down. Tyrod Taylor, of course. Anthony Barr, I think he's done for the year. Vikings. Uh, I think he's a torn peck. Yeah. Brandon Linder actually made this list, but the Jags get lucky and it looks like it's day to day. I'd be surprised maybe if he played Thursday. That's just me guessing because why not rest him up if he's, and you got a capable guy in Tyler Shatley that they trust. Paris Campbell goes down with an ACL. Bruce Irvin with an ACL. Will Fuller hurt again, it looks like. I mean, some of these guys I didn't even know until I read this list, but my whole fantasy team is like on the the bench basically <laughs> because they're injured yeah. do you think the, the obvious question is it is it a, the nature of the season no big training camp no preseason games no off season is this going to put a black eye on that yeah. part of this calendar year where guys jumped into play and now in one week you have all these injuries Did you say K
2: makers as well K makers okay so i did. There, Riggs, I, I, I th- think. Th- there are so many yeah the name um you know, injuries happen every single year in the NFL. But, like, you mean to tell me that Saquon Barkley didn't come in in shape? You know, like, let's be honest here. The the, the guy's an absolute workhorse. Um, it was just about a bad look. If you go back and we watch the play, I mean, it's a pretty routine tackle. He just steps wrong, and boom, you're out for the season. The, the game can be that cruel sometimes. How much of, you know, the COVID-19 not being prepped – Does that have to do with it? I think there is something to be said for it. And especially like teams like the 49ers and the Colts who seem to be like decimated themselves. I don't know. Like every team's handling, handled this COVID-19 situation differently. Now, is that a direct reflection, a direct correlation of the injuries happening? Maybe or maybe not. But I just think that when you don't give your body proper time to get introduced to the, the rigors of the NFL and the hitting and the tackling and everything, you could have some consequences. Right now, Brent, We're seeing some consequences. Well, I think the big thing here, take a look at like college football. Like, if you're the SEC right now
0: and you're uh, eventually the Big Ten and the Pac 12, how much do you look at this kind of stuff? And you're kind of curious now, too. And those guys have been on campus, people have been ramping up, but it's got to come into your mind. Like, are people in shape? Are they in good enough shape? Are we going to have more injuries than normal? You know, then, or is it just bad luck? It's a violent game. I mean, how many times did you sit there? Well, you played it, so it doesn't matter to you. I can tell you, I was watching with Steph and the kids for a little bit in the first half, and you like heard the crack of the helmets and the crack of the pads, and like Steph would be like, "Oh." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we talked about how the no fans would impact that. Exactly. I mean, it's just a violent game. You're going to get guys injured. I mean, that, that could have happened in 2000. This list could happen in 2018, mm-hmm. 2015. I think the crazy stat coming out of week one was no quarterback got injured or benched for the first time in like a very
2: long time. No starting quarterback. They all made it through week one. Yeah. Not the case in week two. Yeah. You know, and listen once again i mean how is the correlation from the way they, they handle the training i don't know bro like you said it's a very violent game right and i can go through a slew of guys who have held out in training camp come back week one and look fine and look ready to go to the regular season. like for instance quill mac remember when quill mac held out and went to chicago and like he missed all of the training camp week one against the packers oh oh no big deal like three against aaron Rodgers almost broke his leg um it's just some guys I think are just wired differently. And like and like I said, Saquon Barkley's one of those guys. Like to me you know the fact that he tore his ACL. It's just it's one of those freak things. It's not a lack if you didn't try hard. It's not a lack for that your body wasn't ready. It's just this is the game of football and it, it is the most cruel sport you can play sometimes.
0: Well, it obviously changes the Giants. I thought they had potential to be a sleeper team. If they had Saquon Barkley, they might have won that game yesterday. They might have beat Chicago. Yeah. They lost by four points and they had they were had to play at the goal line right at the end. I mean, it's hard not to say that didn't impact the game with Barkley not being in there. Yeah. It certainly could impact the landscape of the NFL and the NFC West. I mean, San Francisco. So if they were going to go try to go back to back and they had a ton of talent, no. this is this is a gut punch, man, to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't like San Francisco anymore uh, based on the injuries that they had, and we'll see what happens with Garoppolo. Yeah. That might that didn't look crazy bad, but we'll see. Uh, one other thing about the NFL: yeah. who's for real and who's not? Hmm. Here is what you want to get
2: into. No, through. no, no, it's fine. Do you want to go
0: first? Uh, I'm going to sip some water before I go. I'm going to say, uh, let's go over to the two and o teams,
2: teams, hmm. okay? Are the Buffalo Bills for real? I think they are. I mean, I've been a big uh, Josh Allen supporter. I I mean, how about his start? Oh, yeah. Uh, Hey, hey. I'm not surprised. I guess Jalen Ramsey wasn't right about him being (laughs) trash. Uh, Jalen, you got that one wrong. Yeah. I think the Bills are the real deal. I think adding Stephon Diggs obviously is showing to be a big deal. And the fact that they always have their defense to fall back on, I like the Buffalo Bills. Okay, 2-0 Baltimore Ravens. (sighs) Obviously real. But also... Lamar Jackson looked a little pedestrian yesterday for you. I mean, he looked good, but like, you know, you're not going to have 30 fantasy points every single game, unfortunately for you. Well, he hasn't even gotten the 30s yet. Oof. Yeah.
0: Uh, for me, so I don't know if this is a personal thing or what. Yep. But let's go. Yeah, it's all right. I put a lot of investment into you.
2: Uh, that, that's your mistake. You thought oh, you were going to steal away from me. Lo did you know I had I, was, I had Plan B and Plan C in my back pocket with Josh Allen and somebody else.
0: Yeah, front runner. Uh, Ooh.
2: Pittsburgh Steelers undefeated. They're uh, 2 and oh. Do I think they're the real deal? Yeah. I'm buying in. You know, I think if Big Ben can stay upright and stay healthy, um, you know, it fell on Smith-Schuster, but lo and behold, they actually have a lot more options at receiver than we thought. It comes down to James Conner, though, right? James Conner's been kind of disappointing. He had a touchdown yesterday a little bit. Benny Snell had a horrible game as a backup running back. I like their pass game. Obviously, their defense one of the best in the NFL. So yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers, real deal. Titans are two
0: and zero. They've won by a combined five points against the Broncos and Jags. Are they for real?
2: I had them winning the division, so I think they're pretty good. That's all I'm gonna say I don't think I, they're pretty good. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I think so I, I think they've, you know, we talk about this quite a bit. Vrabel's done a
0: very nice job. They they usually know who they are. Now I think they can beat you in a couple of ways with Tannehill, the way he's played second half of last year and now early on this year, and they can win in a variety of ways. You know, that's the thing that's interesting about them. So. I, and I think they just know how to win right now. Yeah, You know, that's that's what that says. Kansas City's for real. Uh, we'll find out about the Raiders tonight. Nobody in the East. Green Bay, they for real?
2: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers playing ticked off right now. You want to take Jordan Love? Check me out one time. Chicago? No, I'm not buying the Chicago quite yet. Uh, we'll see about the Saints tonight. Uh, the Rams? I'll tell you what, the Rams' offense looks good. you got to respect it. 12-person baby. He's way better this
0: year than he was last Start year. Start buying that 12-person He personnel. did a lot of you homework in that pool.
2: Because of the run of the ball again. Making running great again.
0: Seattle's giving up 1,000 yards and 55 points. Are they for real? Yeah.
2: Hurry up and get to Arizona. Let's go. Oh, is Arizona 2-0? and Let's go. Hurry up and get Are to we Arizona. time? Hurry up to get to Arizona. See, whatever. This, this is why this show cannot reach new heights, because we don't respect Kyler Murray like We should. In the MVP running right now, not sure if you watched him. Jack Del Rio's having nightmares as a defensive coordinator right now. Shout out to Jack Del Rio, great guy. But, man, Kyler Murray putting it on the Redskins. What else is new? What well, what else is new when I just pick fantasy football gods to go on my team? Are we really talking MVP two weeks into a season? Might as well. Did you watch him? Come on, stop. Did, did you see the footwork? I uh, agree. Did you see the leadership? Do the Eagles stink? And there's do the, the Vikings there's, stink? There's, problem. there's There's problems in Philadelphia for sure. I'm not sold on the Vikings thinking quite yet because I have them winning the division. So let's go Minnesota. I have a lot of Packer fans right now in my grill.
0: Hey, tomorrow we talk a little bit more about the NFL in, in totality. Maybe a little more Kyla Murray and what they're doing, but there maybe a is. little more Cam Newton as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: hey, give me one thing real quick. UCF fight. You, UFC, UFC fight. Oh, missed it by that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> UFC fight, man. Listen, I, I, I promised it was going to be political. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little racial, and lo and behold, it definitely was. Colby Covington though put it on Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley kind of quit that fight man said his ribs were hurt uh, he tapped out verbally not a good look for him i'm not sure if he's done fighting now but colby covington was a star of that whole show
0: yeah uh, give me one thing for me and it was uh u.s open win for bryson D. chambeau go gain 50 pounds and you can hit the ball a long ways and win the u.s open simple as that live local out <laughs> coming up next jags report live seven o'clock on fox 30 we'll do it again tomorrow